If I tried, I could catch this fly. I've told you about the time my brother and I played catch with a fly once, right? No. It's one of the proudest moments of my life where we were in my room. There's a fly coming around. I caught it in my hand and I threw it at my brother's face. Uh, he caught it and threw it back at me. Got me right in the mouth. <laughs> Ugh. Did not feel good. But uh, I couldn't see it coming. I would not have thought that that would be what happened. <laughs> my brother has more midichlorians than me. Mm. Welcome <laughs> to a new... <laughs> Are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, the game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. Except this time, I'm the only one being quizzed because it's Star Wars time. Because I'm a little uh, baby. I'm your... He's a little baby and he's too lazy to be quizzed, which is weird because it, I would argue, the easier part of this job. <laughs> um, I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is your other co-host. Baby Wes, we... Wah, wah. What's the current score? How is this math coming out? The current score is me with 11 and Wes has no points because he's a loser. And a fake and a good boy. And I'm going to kill him. (laughs) Slowly. (laughs) Uh, Last time on the show, I was quizzed about Star Wars Episode 2, The Revenge of the Fallen. Attack of the Clones. It's the best title of all the stars. <laughs> the Last Night. Is that the name of the, the, the movie where Optimus Prime dies? <laughs> I've, I've never seen one full Transformers movie. I saw the Jazz. first one and I couldn't even finish it. I'm like, wow, Jazz. every other Transformer movie is supposed to be worse than this one. <laughs> I think there's probably some fun to be had with the old 2D animated Transformers movies. Probably. If they could get Orson Welles in them, they must be good. <laughs> I don't know about that. I feel like Orson was struggling at certain parts of his life. <laughs> Financially. Have you, have you listened to that monologue? Have you listened to the commercial where he was doing an ad for a wine and he just got drunk off his ass <laughs> and he couldn't even nice. say the script that's so good yeah everyone check out the unicron monologue by orson okay. wells that dude is phoning it in and look up uh yeah just look up orson wells wine outtakes you'll you'll, <laughs> you'll find them is that not just the uh, commercial that Moira does in that one episode of Shit's Creek? I haven't seen Shit's Creek. So. You haven't seen Shit's Creek? I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, I'm a holdout. Uh, everybody send us a thumbs up if you want me to quiz Wes on Shit's Creek. <laughs> if you want us to change the concept of the show to a TV show. <laughs> Wes has to watch an entire television show in a month. Ethan has to make a quiz that is cumulative of all the seasons. 
when I haven't even watched the last season. <laughs> oh. Everyone might remember that I was big on Grace and Frankie when we started this show. <laughs> I have yet to finish it. Attack of the Clones. Arguably, yes. they... Were th- was there an attack? We'll find out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we'll we'll talk about it. All right. When worlds collide. <laughs> uh, open-ended questions. Five points on the line. What do you know about it? Uh, you continue to get your wires crossed on what is in each movie. And you're, this I'm answer. good from here on out, though. I'm good from here on out. We'll see about that. <laughs> because I don't know anything about the new trilogy, and I'm pretty sure I know what happens in the last of the original trilogy. <laughs> All right. So what do you know about it? You said this movie was too scary for you as a kid. What movie wasn't? I guess that's fair. Um, you just remembered that one Jedi is fighting Jango Fett on a lava planet. Doesn't happen. <laughs> There's one Jedi fighting Jango on a water planet. <laughs> it's very wet. <laughs> it's very wet. Um, Jango is the origin of clones. He is killed. Anakin is being trained. He's played by Hayden Christensen. Uh, the Republic is up in shit. <laughs> Palpatine is shutting down droid factories. Chancellor ain't cool. Uh, They're on a mission for him. Anakin and Obi-Wan are on a mission for the Chancellor. Uh, General Grievous is the big bad of this movie. He sure is. (laughs) He's the one true cyborg. (laughs) Uh, Yoda battles in this movie. There's a lot of walking and talking, and Anakin's a bitch. Not a lot of walking and talking, but Anakin sure is a bitch. (laughs) I'll give you a half point. Uh, Same reason as last time, half right, half wrong. (laughs) Pretty much everything you said that was right was also a little bit wrong. (laughs) Um, Why must Anakin and Padme go to Naboo? Padme's place of origin. You said they have to go there to fuck. Uh, or they have to go to Gundigan City uh, because it's in trouble. And that's how Jar Jar re-enters the picture. Ethan, why do they go have to go back to Naboo? <laughs> they go back what's, to Naboo. What's the biggest threat I, to Padme? Hold on. Yeah, Pad, the biggest threat to Padme. She's, uh, there's an assassination attempt on her. Multiple. And so they need to go to... Multiple. And so they're going to Naboo. Is Naboo the same planet where they were just relaxing, or was that a different planet? Because I thought it was. No, that's where they were relaxing. Okay, yeah. The, the, they were in hiding on Naboo. Mm-hmm. Which arguably wouldn't be the best place to hide because... No, that's where she's from. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, the guys, entire I'm going prior movie. I am at my house. <laughs> the entire prior movie is about capturing her on that planet. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad plan. <laughs> That's ba- why I thought it wasn't Naboo. <laughs> or as uh, Ewan McGregor pronounces it in a way that makes me uncomfortable, Naboo. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. 
Uh, so I give you half a point because, yeah, they do go there to fuck. <laughs> For some reason. When do I get the opportunity to talk about their chemistry? Um, yeah, I might as well talk about it now. <laughs> it's not there, folks. It's not there. <laughs> I thought that we'd get like a little bit or like there'd be they would have talked in between this movie and the last one. It's been 10 years since Anakin's seen Padme mm -hmm. and he's been crushing and lusting on her hard. She yeah. doesn't really think about him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more to it a bit later, but yeah, uh, the, even just when it comes down to the actors, uh, the, the chemistry. Oh, there's there. no chemistry between Hayden and Natalie. Yeah. During that first kiss, they kiss, and I go, why is this happening? <laughs> I was like, surely one of them will pull away, right? <laughs> no, they both need each other. What can you tell me about the expert on Comedoan Poison Dark? <laughs> I was pretty close. I think I was pretty close. <laughs> So you claim that they were a Native American stereotype. Um, no, he's like a he's like a New York Jersey type of yeah. tire owner guy. <laughs> Obi-Wan. <laughs> um What can I get you, buddy? <laughs> you said that he would have a racist racist accent. Um he'd be large and round, which is correct. Uh, Any but... expert must be large. <laughs> uh, you also said he would be goopy, which he's not. He's, he's droopy. He's not so goopy. <laughs> and he's kind of crusty. <laughs> um, and that he'd be a competitive e eater. <laughs> Eater. Yeah. Eater. I give you a half if point. If you run a diner. If you run a diner, you gotta compete with the customers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ethan, tell me about Dex. <laughs> the supposed uh, expert for some reason on poison darts from Camino. I'm not really sure what makes him an expert because at the end of the day, he's like, you should go to the library. <laughs> Which I'm not really an expert at anything, but that's advice that I would have given, you know, 15 years ago if someone asked me something I didn't know. But describe Dex for me. Uh, he's like a... He's a droopy, chunky, middle-aged red alien. Most defining feature, of course, being his Tom Selleck mustache. <laughs> Not his forearms. <laughs> Dude, I have watched both Mortal Kombat movies. Forearms is not a solid defining trait <laughs> for me anymore. I'm honestly surprised you don't have forearms. Dex is one of my favorite characters from this movie. Not only because he, for some goddamn reason, is the expert on poison darts, but also like the establishment that there's like the 1950s seems to have happened in Star Wars because his diner is like 1950s yeah. inspired. 
Kira said, this is the same diner from Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. And it does look like that. Um, no, Dex is great. I, I would watch a whole Cheers-esque series of Dex's diner. I did Google after I gave you this quiz to see if there was any fan-made Dex Diner memorabilia, and there is some, but it's solely alien language, so it's not worth it. Mm. So it's up to us. Yeah. As usual, we create <laughs> we create the extended lore we want to see in the world. Oh, man. Dex is such a there's there's a fan theory that the appearance of Dex was inspired by the appearance of George Lucas. <laughs> no, I disagree. You don't think George Lucas and Dex share any similarity in appearance? I think that Dex is large and friendly, and I think George I think Lucas George... is actually pretty friendly too. That's been my impression from what I've seen. I disagree. What do you What do you know about George? Lucas? I've never seen any interview. The only thing I've ever seen of George Lucas is a Mad TV bit where Will Sasso pretends to be George Lucas in a cabin, just going, "Yeah." So when I thought of Jar Jar, <laughs> I mean, sure, George Lucas makes shit up to make it seem like he's some kind of mastermind around Star Wars, but he seems pretty unpretentious. He, you know, I. I think he either went through a divorce or his wife died or something like that. But after, maybe both. I mean, the, yeah, maybe uh, the difference between, I think it was a divorce. The, in the time between the original trilogy and the prequels, I'm pretty sure he like just realized like, oh, I'm just going to be a stay at home dad. I want to raise my kids. And I'm pretty sure he's like a, like he has a really close relationship with his children and he's pretty non-pretentious from my understanding. Like he doesn't take himself too seriously with star Wars. So that's pretty cool. Actually. You know what? I take it back. If George Lucas can pull a Rick Moranis, that's fine. <laughs> sure. I think he makes bad decisions sometimes with the star Wars property. Like I don't think he fully understands what fans sometimes want, but also I don't mm. think fans should be the end all be all, but I also think George Lucas, I don't think George Lucas should be, have the right to edit and change movies that he did not direct and write. Yeah, I think that's a bit, it's, too, if, if if you go to Hollywood, I would say that most writers have the least impact on how the script changes when the movie's being made. Why does George Lucas, even when he doesn't write the script, get that say? Well, I, I specifically mean when he remastered movies, he put in a ton of CGI and literally changed lines. Like when in, in Empire Strikes Back, Luke um, gets his hand cut off and he falls mm -hmm. into that pit. Like there was one remastered version where he yells, no, there's one version where he doesn't yell no. Uh, there's another version where he yells something else. Or where he just You're like not screams. My father! Yeah, something like that. But like, why does why does this guy like there I feel like there's artistical ethic there's like ethical questions around art that I think George Lucas is finding himself in in regards to like 
just because he came up with Star Wars doesn't mean he get he gets to change a movie a director and screenwriter made. I think I think it, he runs into that problem where he's trying to do things on the fly because that's what he's used to doing. Sure. Where most properties nowadays have like the Bible of what isn't supposed to change yeah. for their properties. And he'd never set one of those up. And it's kind of too late to do that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are the Kaminoans creating on their planet? Uh, you said that they're creating an El Camino. Close. Droids or ships? Uh, none of the above. They're making yeah. clones. Yep. You got zero points. My favorite Maori dude. Yep, they're making clones of Django. Uh, it's uh, a burpy sode. Sorry, guys, we're gassy. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> we just went to Dex's diner. <laughs> a little Harper. <laughs> Forgot to take my space tums. Tums. <laughs> uh, I should have watched a clip of uh, with Dex in it beforehand. Mm. Mm. Dex. <laughs> they're yeah, they're making clones on the So this is a little bit of Star Wars trivia that isn't explored in the movies. So in the in the movie the Kaminoans tell Obi-Wan that the clones were ordered to be created for the Republic on the orders of a Jedi named Master Sifo-Dyas? Yes. I remember that now. So in the each movie in the prequels came out with like a like pictorial guide uh and usually they gave more details that weren't in the movie. And in the pictorial guide for this, George Lucas gave the information that Sifo-Dyas was just a uh a pseudonym for Palpatine, whose Sith name is Darth Sidious. Sidious. <laughs> but then that was later retconned, and there is now a Jedi named Sifo-Dyas, who was like apparently like corrupted or something by the Sith. I don't understand it. I I I prefer the original description because it makes me think that uh, who commissioned the clones? Sifo-Dyas. Do we know? Sifo-Dyas, <clears throat> that he went that uh, Palpatine went to Camino and said, "Ah, oh, my name. It's uh, Sifo-Dyas." Sifo-Dyas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> or that he didn't even try to hide it and he said Sidious and they're like oh Sifo-Dyas am I saying it right <laughs> Ooh, you have such a you have such a cute accent <laughs> so that's one of the dumber aspects of this movie uh, one of who, <laughs> one of the few who is Count Dooku and what's his relationship to the Jedi Order Count Dooku. you said it's adversarial relationship because he wants to replace the Jedi Order. Bindi! Yes, she has made her grand entrance. 
Bindi loves Count Dooku. <laughs> um, I give you a half point because it's semi-true, but not really. <laughs> um, Ethan, what's his relationship with the Jedi Council? He used to be on the Jedi Council, and then he expressed... He disagreed with somebody, and then he left... And now he works for Palpatine as his apprentice, his apprentice. Honestly, I thought the stuff that he was saying was compelling and sounded right. And then he just revealed, I wrote in my notes, Count Dooku, good guy, question mark. (laughs) Uh, And then it's like, no, he just works for Palpatine. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, as you've told me uh, yesterday, there's definitely th- reasons to criticize the Jedi Council. They're definitely flawed. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I hinted to in the last podcast, the good side and the dark side aren't doesn't make them like good mm-hmm. or evil. It just means that they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. And like in Star Wars, it's implied that somewhere in the middle is the good. Yeah. Kind of like weird, how it's similar to... in American politics as well. Somewhere in the middle is what's best. Um, Which is, of course, <laughs> the far right. <laughs> I don't like that joke. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the far right, I wrote sifo is dead. Dead people are voting. <laughs> uh, where are my notes on... Fucking Count Dooku, good guy. Oh, uh, there's the part where he was like, Qui-Gon would have agreed with me. And I wrote in my notes, yeah, probably, but Qui-Gon wasn't exactly <laughs> the best Jedi either. <laughs> but the implication is that Dooku was Qui-Gon's master. Yeah. And Yoda was Dooku's master. I like um, when Obi-Wan is imprisoned in that floating force field and yeah. is <laughs> forced to rotate. Yeah, and he's like has to constantly look over his shoulder. <laughs> that would be the most frustrating part about being imprisoned. Yes. And Dooku does not meet his eyeline ever. It's almost like he's walking the opposite direction. And he's like looking at a wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, all right so coming out of open-ended questions you have two points total so doing well yeah it's fine multiple choice who gives obi-wan the answer as to why he can't find the planet kamino in the jedi archives the false answers were master yoda boba fett your answer jocasta knew the jedi librarian one of my favorite characters why she doesn't do anything. Arguably, she's not even a character. <laughs> that entire scene is wasted time. I just like how rude she is to Obi-Wan in it. Because he's like, I can't seem to find the planet Kamino in the Jedi archives. And she's well, like, well, if you can't find it, it's not here. <laughs> she's like, if it's not in the Jedi archives, it must not exist. And then she just turns and walks away. Starts talking to some other person. Believe it or not, in a, the Disney 
uh, expanded universe of Star Wars, Jocasta knew survived the purge of the Jedi and, <laughs> and Darth Vader had to kill her himself. <laughs> I was going to say, it seems like she was openly antagonistic towards the Jedi, which is why they just let her live. But apparently she had to be personally executed by the new dictator of the Empire? Okay. <laughs> but Ethan, it wasn't the gr- Grand Master of the Jedi or the, the, the Jedi librarian who told Obi-Wan why he can't find the planet Camino. Who did tell Some him? fucking kid. <laughs> and what was the reason he gave? Do you remember? If you can't find it, it must have been deleted. Yep. (laughs) Now, this is another problem that I have with the Jedi Council. (laughs) Because they are constantly on their tippy toes going, somebody's going to betray us. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we have to be careful. Nobody falls to the dark side. Yes. And both Obi-Wan and Yoda, when confronted with information that seems like their archives have been tampered with, they're like, I have no idea what that could be. (laughs) How could this have possibly happened? How could this have possibly happened? We have to believe Jocasta. Maybe it wasn't there in the first place. (laughs) Maybe somehow Dex is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The working man must be wrong. The poison dart must not be from the planet Camino. <laughs> His mouth was too full of breakfast burrito. <laughs> yes, it was a small child, some nobody. All these kidnapped children <laughs> with their infinite midichlorian wisdom. What's Don't... the difference between the Jedi and the Republic if they're both kidnapping children and forcing them to become... Either soldiers or space wizard soldiers. One could say that the Jedi Order was ripe to be overthrown. Hmm. Dark side all the way, baby. How does Anakin react when he finds his mother on Tatooine? Great. Uh, <laughs> he responds really well. <laughs> <laughs> he has a good... Anakin in this movie always has a proper, appropriate response to any stimulus. Wrong answers were he kills his stepfather slash her slave owner. The great, the love of his life. He loved her so much he was unwilling to free her. (laughs) Just like Qui Gon. Imagine having two men in your life who clearly had some kind of affection for you, but were like, I'm unwilling to go the extra mile of freeing you. It's it's obviously George Lucas's critique on saying that the North wiped their hands clean of slavery, but Uh, they didn't. Uh, He kills Watto. That was wrong. Uh, he runs away and cries. That would have been the most appropriate. 
(laughs) (laughs) I would understand that. Uh, Classic running in the forest and crying montage. I love those. (laughs) But the correct answer is what, Ethan? How does he react? Kills an entire village of Tusken Raiders. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Off screen, by the way. We don't see him kill any of them. No, he we see him kill one. Hmm. Or two. Whoever was guarding the hut that his mother was in. He beheads. I vaguely remember that. Yes, it happened. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for you to. <laughs> so, yes, and you also predicted that uh, this is when he would say... I killed them all, the women and the children too. Yeah, I didn't get the quote right at all. Yeah. Um. But he would be saying this to Padme. He would be ranting to her about how he willingly murdered group of, group of native people to Tatooine. <laughs> and uh, you also got the bonus question right. Uh, what is Padme's reaction when she hears this? It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, you said she doesn't give a shit, hugs him. Uh, not upset. <laughs> <laughs> I forgive you. Sure, you killed an entire nomadic group. That's fine. I care but, for you deeply. But they're wearing masks. Are they really even human? <laughs> sure, they seem to be sentient <laughs> beings. Sure, they live in families. Hey, I have a question. Why did they kidnap Anakin's mom at all? <laughs> what did, What did that do for them? It seems like it's Tatooine was always kind of portrayed. So this is how my interpretation. Tatooine was always portrayed as kind of like a western kind of no rules, so Kind of the Jawas and the Tusken Raiders always seem to me to be like simple stand-ins for like Native Americans and Westerns and, you know, uh, had uh, Anakin's mom's husband slash slave owner being the ranch hand. Mm, I get it. So there, there is no, there's no internal logic for the Tusken Raiders because why would you bother thinking about that? Yeah, other than just like simple adversarial roles mm. of Western, so that we can play cowboys versus Indians with no repercussions, even though that's a very problematic thing. <laughs> yes, and one side has laser swords, <laughs> and the other side is just a bunch of people trying their hardest. It took until the Mandalorian, the Baby Yoda series, mm-hmm. to add any kind of humanity to the Tusken Raiders. <laughs> it All was right, the first time that someone was able to actually have a conversation with a Tusken Raider. Yeah, they were like, hey man, how was your breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Who kills Django Fett? Incorrect answers. Count Dooku, which was your second choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boba Fett, you said he's not in this movie. You said, why would he be in this movie? 
Uh, your answer, Obi-Wan. But the correct answer is... Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Why does Mace Windu <laughs> kill Jango Fett? They just met. <laughs> well, Mace got his robe set on fire and, you know, price has to be paid <laughs> with his head. Do you know how expensive Jedi robes are? Even though they look ratty as hell. Except for Anakin's, which look sick as fuck. He's the only one wearing dyed fabric. <laughs> hey, prequels, way to tip your hand immediately and dress your character who's going to have a heel turn all in black all the time. Yes. I will say, though, the, the part where he goes to attack the Tusken Raiders, there's something that's smart musically. Where he's on the motorcycle and you hear the Imperial March start. Yeah. Thought um, that was cool. I would say uh John Williams' scores in all of these movies. I, I think most people who hate on the prequels will say that the the scores are the only redeeming thing in these movies. Duel of the Fates is one of the sickest songs ever written. How does Anakin get a mechanical arm? Wrong answers. An accident in a droid factory. He just has one from the beginning of the movie. Your answer, he gets trampled in a battle with a horned beast. Or the correct answer, Count Dooku cuts his arm off. Boring. (laughs) That's the most boring answer of all of them. But it's poetry. It rhymes. It rhymes. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) <laughs> I hate that motherfucker for saying that. Um, so because I answered, it's trampled by a three-armed beast. I forgot the three-horned thing. I forgot about. So when he is hanging out with Padme in that green meadow, and he's d- jumping around on that thing, and then he falls off, and he's hurt. I wish you could have seen me and seen Kira's reaction to me when I started hopping up in my seat, <laughs> and I was like, "Is this really how he loses his arm?" Because he was uh, surfing a beat some animals. goofing around. It's just an accident. <laughs> My favorite part about his stupid robot hand is Darth Vader doesn't have no stupid robot hand that we ever see. No, we do. We do do? We will see in Return of the Jedi. It's like poetry. It is. What does Jar Jar Binks do as his first act in the Galactic Senate? Uh, incorrect answers. He is silenced before he can speak. He makes a motion for the Republic to surrender to Count Dooku's forces. He issues a vote of no confidence in Palpatine. Or the correct answer, and your answer... Gives all those powers to... Palpatine. The, to Palpatine. To the Palpatine. Emergency powers to the Supreme Chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> His accent changed in this movie. It was weird. It was subtler. <laughs> they were like, okay. Uh, we can see that in 20 years, Me Too is going to be a thing. Cancel we'll culture will <laughs> come to butt us in the butt. Stand-up comedy is a minefield. <laughs> the poor man's Billy Crystal. George, Billy Crystal. George Lucas woke up <laughs> With a premonition of Billy Crystal. (laughs) 
So it would be a minefield. I really wanted to tweet that from our show account. Billy Crystal has become the poor man's Billy Crystal. <laughs> so coming out of multiple choice, you have three points. Not bad. All right. True or false? True or false? Anakin is resistant towards being romantic with Padme because the Jedi Code is against passion and attach and attachment. You said true. He would be resistant. But I also said he'd do it anyway. <laughs> I didn't give you any points because even though the Jedi Code is the only thing preventing them from having a romantic relationship, it is Padme who is somehow mm. resistant. And I would assume it's because they have no chemistry. She <laughs> barely knows him. He's very annoying. And he seems to be risking his entire career. <laughs> He's incredibly insubordinate. Yes. There's that part where she's giving him orders and he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, dude, you are not even a Jedi and you are telling a former queen current senator what to do. Kira made a point that I thought was funny. Uh, Anakin was more mature in the Phantom Menace than he is in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Somehow joining the Jedi Order has made him less mature. <laughs> far more fearful. Mm-hmm. Far more angry. <laughs> and you know what anger leads to? Being a whiny little bitch all the time. No, hate. Hate <laughs> and then suffering. Yes. <laughs> God, keep it straight. Uh, true or false, a shape-shifting bounty hunter uses a mask to disguise themselves. You said true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Why? Why? That bounty hunter could have easily gotten away if they didn't just take that mask off and just shape-shift. <laughs> Bad bounty hunter. And they were working for Django? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, why is a bounty hunter hiring a bounty hunter? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Django want the money? True or false, Master Yoda's cane is in fact a lightsaber. That's stupid. <laughs> Yet I thought you would fall for it. False. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. So you got the point. Uh, you did say that he would use his cane and lightsaber in battle, but no, he drops that cane and proves that yeah. he actually doesn't need it. <laughs> it reminds me of it's how in the Lego sure. games, uh, Master Yoda does walk with the cane, so he's the slowest character in the game. Uh-huh. But he's also the fastest character in the game when he's attacking. So the best way to move around as Yoda is to just keep mashing the attack button. Yes. It makes flying forward. No goddamn sense. Why? <laughs> and, you know, some people have pointed out who criticized this movie of in Empire Strikes Back, Yoda is all about like, oh, my size doesn't matter. Like, my connection to the force is what does. But it's like, oh, I guess his size doesn't matter because he can leap above. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because he can fly around like a hurricane of lightsaber <laughs> slashes, which is cool, but also defeats the character's purpose. Yeah, he says his connection to the Force is the strong, and yet he ties with Count Dooku, and they're like, 
Guess we gotta do this out the old-fashioned way. <laughs> uh, true or false? Why don't Anakin have a reunion scene? You said false. It wouldn't happen. But it does, and it's lame. <laughs> There's not really any point for it to last as long as it does. And they kind of try and play it as like sentimental when Wada was his slave owner. <laughs> mm-hmm. If anyone deserved to die, you got to thank him. He gave you a job. <laughs> Jesus, I don't like that. Yeah, you said it. True or false? <laughs> And yet I believe it. <laughs> like Darth Maul, Count Dooku also dies in this movie. You said false. He makes it through. Yeah. Thank God he does. Thank God he does. Somehow Darth Maul, who has the acrobatic skills of Master Yoda, <laughs> dies. Yeah. I would, what would that fight look like? It's just two spinning lightsabers. <laughs> They wouldn't even touch. <laughs> no. Uh. Somehow Count Dooku makes it after throwing some rocks <laughs> and shooting some lightning. Kira was screaming because uh, <laughs> Dooku drops that cylinder on top of uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh-huh. And so Yoda has to use all of his force powers to stop that. And Kira's just like, turn around! <laughs> Not the Jedi way, Kira. (laughs) (laughs) Move it slightly to the side. (laughs) Really? You just do a force push. Mm -hmm. You don't need to hold it. Well, evidently, Jedi can't do force push. That's a Sith thing. (laughs) True or false? Count Dooku is currently working on plans to build the Death Star. You said true. Hey. Hey. And that is true. That is something that the Separatists are working on. Blueprints for it. All right, then I sent you the screen grab. Four points on the line. Uh, Ethan, describe what is happening in this scene. I don't remember. I don't have it pulled up. It's the one with C-3PO's head on a droid's body. Oh, yeah, it's C-3PO's head on top of uh, a Roger Roger droid. Um, he uh, There was an accident in the factory that was producing all these droids that they needed for the battle that was coming up. And then uh, he comes out because he's not in control of his body and he's shooting and he's apologizing. Except one part where he goes, die, Jedi skull. (laughs) And he's like, oh, dear, what did I say? Mm -hmm. But I will say I predicted what he would say word for word, which is, oh, dear, I'm very sorry about this. (laughs) Yes. And that is why you got one point. (laughs) Wow. Otherwise, you just said it was a Roger Roger droid with C-3PO with a C-3PO head on it. Yeah, I didn't think it was actually C-3PO. It doesn't make any sense for him to have been there. He doesn't do anything. I will say, yes, it doesn't make sense that R2 and C-3PO are on Anakin's mission at all. Um, it's not like that manifests itself in their behavior when they see... Darth Vader in the original trilogy. Yes. Um <laughs> it uh you said that the droid factory was essentially just stapling droids together cuz they were running out of parts. Um and you said it was taking place on Tatooine. So I gave you a point for saying he's apologizing. 
as he's shooting. <sighs> Which gives you a grand total of 10 points. Nice. So, nice. finally, I have to ask you the how toxic of a fan are you questions. Mm. And then we'll go over whether you recommend this movie as well as what your final toxicity level is after this. Hell yeah. So, Ethan, what what's your opinion on Hayden Christensen, the actor who plays Anakin Skywalker? I don't know what it is. It's a combination of writing, direction, and acting. It just makes Anakin a terrible character. Everything is delivered wholly unbelievably. He's one of, you know, 90% of the actors in this movie who cannot work against a green screen background. He just, he he doesn't see anything that's there. He doesn't want to. All of his reactions are either way too subtle or super overblown. <laughs> He slurs like 70% of his lines and you can't understand them. So he's not good. He's, he's just not good. Hmm. Uh, what were your favorite parts of this movie? Did you have any favorite parts? Yes, I did have favorite parts of this movie. I thought that kind of the espionage and spy story that they were doing with Obi-Wan where he was finding the information about Camino revelations about where it is aside um, that he was doing it. He was doing all that research and then found it and was trying to be careful about learning about why all the clones were happening. I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought Ewan McGregor's performance as Obi-Wan was really fun in this movie compared to the first one. Which was not existent. Because, yeah, which is not... Playing the exact same character as Liam Neeson's Qui-Gon, who was awful. (laughs) Uh, But uh, Obi-Wan in this movie comes off as like an old man who doesn't understand anything. Yes. (laughs) And is just trying his best with his non-existent street smarts. Um... And he's just really charming. The part where he's like, you don't want to sell me death sticks. <laughs> You're going to go home and stop selling death sticks. Hey, you want to buy some death sticks? I have a friend who owns a shirt that says, hey, you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought, I thought uh, the best comic relief in this movie was Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan straight facing everything. Uh, Natalie Portman's really good at green screen work. Um, what else? What else is positive? Music's good. Anytime I get to hear Duel of the Fates, I get pumped. Third act of this movie is not good. It's just not good. <laughs> Christopher Lee is a good actor, but he cannot <laughs> carry this by himself. Oh, the casting, uh, the guy who plays Django Fett is good. Uh, the kid who plays Boba is also good. Casting them together, they look like father and son. Right? Yeah. Um, what do you think of the romantic elements of this movie? Bad, just bad. <laughs> Nothing positive to say. Not a single thing. Did you find any parts of Anakin relatable? What about Anakin could possibly be relatable? Yes, he's correct that the Jedi Council is wrong, but that's just. That's just being a logical person. And how cool is Django Fett? 
Uh, he's fine. The fight with Jango Fett on the ship isn't, or like near the water. It's a bad fight. It's choreographed poorly. It's boring. Uh, Jango's ship is stupid. <laughs> um, you do realize the the Lego model for that ship is one of the most expensive. <laughs> Uh, hey, if you own that model and you spent a great deal of money on it, you're a fool. <laughs> uh, Django's fine. He's more interesting than Boba because he has more to do, I guess. <laughs> I appreciate that his only condition for being the prime of all the clones was having his own son. I thought that was kind of sweet, but they don't touch on that at all. He's just a man trying to make his way through the universe. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Ethan, while I figure out, you know, what your toxicity level is on this movie specifically, uh, where uh, would you recommend this movie? So much of this movie is boring romance between Anakin and Padme. Yeah. And because Hayden Christensen is just not good in the role. And Anakin is written bad. He's he's not a good character. Yeah. Like in the first movie, sure, whatever. He's Jesus. But <laughs> in this one, he's like bored. He's practically incel. He's yeah, no, he's an incel. He's insufferable. I I hate Anakin in Attack of the Clones. I'm excited when everything gets taken away from him and he becomes a villain because at least then I don't have to pretend to root for him. Yeah. I think... Oh, the choreography in this movie is awful. (laughs) It all looks bad. There's one part where Mace Windu, definitely not Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson is terrible at the combat. (laughs) Um, But the stunt double for Mace Windu does some really cool stuff. Um, Yes, they realized in this movie that Oh, Samuel L. Jackson is known for going apeshit in movies. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. we should be having his character do more of that than just sitting around <laughs> talking. But then they forgot to realize that Samuel L. Jackson is not trained in sword fighting. Yes, he's solely good at going apeshit by screaming and swearing. <laughs> <laughs> he's very good at it. I'm not going to pretend that yeah, he's not. No. But they don't let him do that. <laughs> he really can't do that in the role he's in. Honestly, if they used Mace Windu as a character to like show how conservative and bad the Jedi Council is by like blowing up at Anakin for questioning the order mm-hmm. and like the foundation of it, that would have been really good for Anakin's heel turn and origin story. Yeah, if they Instead, would have Anakin's been, just I think Samuel L. Jackson could have played a good role of being like a hypocrite, like letting his emotions yeah. run out of control. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would recommend this movie either. I messaged you this, but it's I think the worst prequel movie. I think Phantom Menace has its own challenges that make it bad, but at least it's internally consistent. Sure. 
at least the choices it's it's making aren't insufferable. Mm-hmm. The choices it's that the actors that make Phantom Menace bad, not the story. Sure, I think some of the story elements are still bad, but boring for a children's action movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for Attack of the Clones, it's unethical storytelling that's gonna reach wide audiences like i'm sure this movie led to the creation of many of incels um and if you if you liked anakin in attack of the clones and felt sympathy for his plight other than like that the jedi council is wrong Mm -hmm. what's wrong with you (laughs) so going over your toxicity level i'm gonna have to dock you one bringing you one point into the light side out of eight cool um i would have docked you two uh solely based on your opinion on hayden christensen because i think most fans give Hayden Christensen too much shit when he really didn't have any acting experience before these movies. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Then yeah, it was, it's not his fault. Yeah. I wouldn't really, I don't blame, I don't blame any of the actors who played Anakin for any of the, uh, uh, shit that was, uh, Jake Lloyd was good. Yeah. But can you believe that Jake Lloyd like suffered like the most abuse out of any, actor in the prequels that's just people being mean to child actors for no reason yeah child actors are children yes (laughs) where you could even ethically say maybe they shouldn't be acting (laughs) (laughs) what you should do is take an adult man scale them down with cg (laughs) and do nothing else (laughs) do nothing else (laughs) just make them smaller just make them, make them real small. Make them a little fat too while you're at it. Uh, and you, but you did redeem yourself from going two points under by uh, complimenting Natalie Portman in this movie because I also believe too many toxic fans dog on Natalie Portman. She's fine. It's not her fault. She's playing. Okay, people dogging on Natalie Portman obviously have never acted before. Because so much of acting is reacting to what you're given. That poor girl was given nothing to work with. Like, it's clear that she, from her filmography from Star Wars on, she's a talented actress. Talented actor. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, clear that, you know, the limitations of the time meant that you were acting solely in front of green screens. You got here. Her choices were green screen, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, those are the only people she got to act off of. Yep, and she does well with the green screen. <laughs> so fifty percent of her acting is good. All right. So, uh, yeah, you're walking away with uh, ten points. You know, fifty percent. Not bad. And uh, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back to quiz Ethan on episode three, the end of the prequels, Revenge of the Sith. 
Revenge of the Siths. Peace! When's Donald Glover gonna get a good movie? Well, don't judge Solo so quickly. I will. (laughs) Alright. We are back with Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, open-ended questions first. Five points. Ethan, what do you know about Revenge of the Sith? Uh, yeah, Revenge of the Sith is the best of the prequel trilogy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, I really only know about the end of this movie. What uh, about everything else that you have guessed for the prequels else? that weren't yeah, in those Yeah, movies? obviously. Th- this, is, this is the one with General Grievous. Ah. Uh, Count Dooku uh, and him team up. General Grievous is a big robot with four lightsabers. It's pretty fucking cool. I don't know how much involvement there is of Jar Jar in this film. <laughs> I'm curious. Do you think he's in it? I think... Yeah, I think this is the one where he kicks the shit out of a bunch of droids. <laughs> Padme dies in this one, and that is ultimately what drives Anakin into his unstoppable incel rage against the Jedi because they couldn't save her either. Which is also how he feels about his mom. Um, but they uh, have had sex, and <laughs> the baby, the baby is left on Tatooine with the Lars family. You make and him sound like a is, sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> the baby is, of course, young Lukey Lou. Um, but the end of this movie is a big clash between master and student, Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh, somebody has the high ground. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, but then uh, Obi-Wan tells Anakin that he was supposed to bring balance to the force, uh, not destroy it, to which Anakin can only reply, I hate you. And then uh, he he melts into some lava, and that's why he turns into Darth Vader, because he can't breathe good no more. Um, What else? What else? (laughs) What else? Uh, uh... You think Dex makes a return? Sure, I hope so. (laughs) Um, The Jedi Order is eventually dissolved because the Republic wins, uh, Jedi are forced into hiding. Most of them die. Uh, so Yoda goes to hide on Dagobah. Hang he remembers out. the name of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they're all awaiting the true chosen one. Because Anakin was, of course, too old. <laughs> they're waiting for someone a little bit younger. Who <laughs> turns out to be quite a bit older. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Watto comes back about like maybe he just can't really. He's like, hey, it's me, Watto. <laughs> I I finally made it big gambling. I now run the pod racing stadium. <laughs> maybe Yoda just can't judge age of humans well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Maybe Yoda's an old fucking racist. And that's why he should go back to being baby to learn everything, which is what the Mandalorian's really about. Yoda has used the force to de-age himself. <laughs> I know it's a different alien. I don't give a fuck. I'm making a joke, you dipshits. Uh, okay. That's Grogu. Ah, Grogu. You do know his name. Um, You've told me his <laughs> name. <laughs> because it sounds like something from Dragon Ball Z. Um, mm-hmm. Why is Anakin so pissed off when he becomes a member of the Jedi Council? Uh, there are probably some secrets he should learn about how to be stronger, and he's not strong enough, and he's mad that he's not strong. They also tell him some secrets about how the Jedi can see the future and prevent shit from happening, but they didn't save his mommy. Everything goes back to mommy. You could have stopped me from being sold into slavery! I was ready for another Watto impression. Who? I'm gonna buy a child! <laughs> <laughs> That's your best impression of water. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm gonna buy a baby boy and name him Annie and name his mother Shmee. Can you? Shmee Starkiller. <laughs> um, can you guess? This isn't part of the quiz, but can you guess what Palpatine's first name is? It's not discussed in any of the movies. Gwangi. It's Sheev. <laughs> Sheev. It's like Steve, but Sheev. But more feminine. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve Palpatine. Who is General Grievous? And what's his most notable vocal trait? Oh, shit, I forgot how he talks. Because he doesn't talk like a robot. General Grievous is a big robot. Uh, He's a sentient droid man that they use to uh, give super lightsaber skills to kill all the Jedi. He has four lightsabers. Ah, fuck it. I don't know what he sounds like other than this. Hello, my name is General Grievous. (laughs) So he just has a robot voice. That's his. He just has a robot voice. He just has a robot voice. Um, he refers to everyone by their first and last name. Very formal. He calls everyone Sheev, <laughs> which would be a real red flag. <laughs> Is it the Emperor's name, Sheev? Uh, it must be a different Sheev. <laughs> I used to go to school with a guy named Sheev. He's a class clown. The teacher always threw magnetic chalk at him. <laughs> because this is the past future. What can you tell me about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Oh, man, I've heard of Darth Plagueis' name. Oh, fuck. 
I'm too tired, so I'm just going to make something up. Uh, Darth Plagueis was the first Sith to attempt to uh, take the Empire for his own. Uh, tried to recruit uh, several new Sith apprentices, but it simply can't be done. He was betrayed by his uh, apprentices, and that's when the Sith learned there can only be two. Okay. What is Anakin ordered to do when he becomes Darth Vader? Kill Yoda! (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Wait, no, isn't it kill Padme? I don't care. Hell, I gave you both. Neither are right, so might as well give you both. <laughs> Ooh, what if it's um what if it's uh smoke this death stick. <laughs> Show us that you're really cool. He has to tell them that he's not a cop. God damn it. I shouldn't have given you a third chance. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but he's a, he's got the lung problem. He's like, I, I can't smoke a death stick. It will kill me. I should have gone home and rethought my life. Uh, <laughs> multiple choice questions. Five points. What news does Padme have to share as soon as she and Anakin are reunited? A. She has brokered a secret peace deal. B. She has learned Palpatine is maybe a Sith Lord. C. She is running for Supreme Chancellor. Or D. She is pregnant with his child. Chancellor. Which one? (laughs) She's running for chancellor. <laughs> she's, she's running. She's running for chance. Okay. Hey, hey, y'all. I am tired. I'm going to get all of these wrong. Yet it's almost eleven o'clock my time. <laughs> what does the Jedi Council want Anakin to do? A to hunt down and kill Count Dooku. B to locate General Grievous's hideout. C to spy on Chancellor Palpatine. Or D, to spy on Padme Amidala? Spy on Palpatine, uh, and then Palpatine seduces him to the dark side. Okay. He he spies on Padme in his free time. <laughs> That's his leisure activity. Don't ask, ask him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mace Windu says, we're going to need you to keep an eye on Padme. And he's like, I'm already doing that. He's actually asking the Jedi Council if he can spy on Padme. <laughs> please, 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 let me spy on Padme. I swear she's suspicious. <laughs> Who is the first <clears throat> to discover Palpatine is the secret Sith Lord? A, Mace me. Windu. B, mm-hmm. you, no. B, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. C, Padme Amidala. Or D, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ah, uh, Padme. Padme? I know that's I know that's wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> But we'll we'll keep it. Heaven forbid you be right though. Uh <laughs> bonus question. What do they do when they learn this? 
immediately confront him. They confront Palpatine? Confront Palpatine, yeah. How could you not tell anyone that you were a Sith Lord? <laughs> Intervention style. Here's the problem. Ever I know since this you have become a one, Sith Lord, because... it has affected me <laughs> in many ways. The, pr- the problem with this movie is it's the good one, but I've spent so much time thinking about the two bad ones that the writing of those two is coming into this one and making my answers bad. You should know this is the one and only prequel that George Lucas co-wrote. There was another screenwriter oh. involved. He wrote the other ones by himself. Mm-hmm. Ethan, what is Order 66? Execute Order 66 is kill all the Jedi. Okay. That's option C. What are the... The other options <laughs> are the order to shut down all battle droids, B, the order to dissolve the Galactic Senate, or D, the order to assassinate Padme. Those are all good answers. But I'm going with what I said. Order to kill the Jedi? Yes. Okay. Because I felt it in my heart of hearts. The midichlorians in my butthole told me. Who helps rescue Yoda and Obi-Wan? A. Bail Organa, the Alderaan senator. B. Jocasta Nu, the Jedi librarian. (laughs) No way. No fucking way. C. Jar Jar Binks, the Naboo senator. Jar Bar Ginks. The Naboo Senator. <laughs> or or D, Owen Lars, Anakin's stepbrother. Uh, the Alderaan Senator. Bail Organa. It's Bail Organa. It's, it's how Obi-Wan gets the relationship with uh, Leia, probably. That would be the good writing, I think. <laughs> True or false? Six points on the line. Yo, this fly is driving me fucking crazy. True or false? Can you hear it? I see it. I can't hear it. (laughs) Okay. True or false? Ahsoka Tano, Anakin's apprentice, makes a brief appearance in this movie. Oh. I don't think I ever knew that Ahsoka Tano was Anakin's apprentice. Uh, We've seen a couple people of her race. Uh... Sure, true. I think that would be cool. True or false, Anakin's eyes turn yellow permanently after he turns to the dark side. <laughs> oh, man. This movie can't do that. The CG's not good enough. False. Please be false. Right. True or false, we see a Wookiee Terra clone trooper's arms off. Mm. False. I feel like that's too bloody for this movie. Most people get cut and cauterized because they're with lightsabers or they're shot with blasters, so they're cauterized. But I think that's too violent. Would I be thrilled to see it? Yes. True or false? Padme dies in this movie from a broken heart. That's true. <laughs> that's true. True or false? Dex from Dex's diner is at Padme's funeral. I hope so. Please, true. You wouldn't you wouldn't mislead me like that. And true or false, Han Solo makes a small appearance in this at the end of no. this movie. No. 
Absolutely not. False. He's too busy. He's just too busy. <laughs> All right. Maybe he'll be referenced, but we will not see him. All right, time for the screen grab. Bubby, make a fart noise. Okay, Um. so what I see is a baby pretending to surf. It's wearing sunglasses. Stop revealing to people that I use the, <laughs> the gift keyboard. <laughs> so do I. Okay, I've seen this. All right, describe the scene that you're seeing. Ooh, ooh, the stash. The stash on Obi-Wan is not good. <laughs> and I realize it's because Obi-Wan in the original sequel has the... In original sequels, the original movie has a full beard. Obi-Wan is holding on to Anakin, who in turn is holding on to a pipe. They seem to be crawling out of some kind of pit. Obi-Wan is fearfully looking down at whatever is chasing them out of that pit. Um, But Anakin seems unsure as to whether Obi-Wan's safety matters to him at this point. Um... Sarlacc bit. You're just using <laughs> keywords that you know. I know this Sarlacc pit is like this desert monster, though. It's it lives underground like an ant lion or something. So I know that's wrong. Um, maybe it's lava, but it's not. It's cold lava, which is why it's not bright on their faces. I don't know. <laughs> Can I have help? Can I have help, please? Uh... What act in this of the movie does this take place in? First, second, or third? Second act. Um, it's it's before the betrayal. Anakin has turned to the dark side, but he's not sure what to do about Obi Wan yet. Because Order sixty six has yet to be executed. Does General Grievous show up when they say execute Order sixty six, and then he comes flipping his lightsabers out of a uh, out of the back of a, a ship? He drops his cane, takes his lightsabers out, <laughs> and starts flipping. Takes out one, two, three, then four. Fuses them all together, spins them around, cuts himself in half. He's dead. <laughs> and a doctor arrives and says. We can't explain it, but he's died from a broken heart. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) Uh, What other character do you think might be in this scene that's off screen? C-3PO doing some dumb bullshit. Can I just say C-3PO is my least favorite character from Star Wars? Really? He's one of my favorites. I like how much he complains. I, I, I realize that he's comedic relief. He's just not the type of comedic relief that I like. It, it, he he reminds me of that guy in improv who comes into a scene and goes, I don't understand why any of this is happening. This is crazy. 
one point towards the dark side for disliking C-3PO. Um, I'll take it. I don't give a shit. I hate that fucking droid. (laughs) You're digging yourself a hole. Uh, (laughs) Ethan has gone full 10 points to the dark side because he doesn't like C-3PO that much. And fervent droid supporter Ethan hates C-3PO. Who do you think uh, has just died before this scene? Anakin Shmi Skywalker again? No. Um. Anakin resurrected her and the Jedi killed her off. (laughs) Oh, man. Mace Windu doesn't... Oh, he must die. So yeah, I guess Mace Windu. Because there are no Jedi. I feel like Samuel L. Jackson petitioned to have Mace Windu not die. He definitely did. That sounds like a... (laughs) Yeah, because <laughs> that sounds like a thing he would do. Wait until you see how he dies in this movie and <laughs> just think about the logistics of making it become untrue. <laughs> <laughs> of a broken heart. We all we all have experienced someone in our lives dying of a broken heart. I would argue that you only truly die when your heart is broken. (laughs) When you let go. All right. So that is the end of Star Wars Episode 3. Ethan, you are nearing the end of the prequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. Next week, we will be (laughs) beginning the, uh, uh, the Disney franchise with looking at solo a star wars story a movie i will have to watch again (laughs) to make my quiz you've only seen it once only saw it once in theaters opening weekend then we'll do rogue one and then episode six but before we do that we're gonna do a guest episode next episode are we doing next episode next episode are we doing uh this revenge of the sith in review of the original trilogy? Logistically, that makes sense to me. Yes. Unless unless you would rather do... Next episode is Revenge of the Sith, and then Solo. And then we take a break, and then come back. I think it would make sense to do... We can do a review of Revenge of the Sith, and then we can, uh, and we can also like lump in a review of the prequels or something. Okay, cool. We'll do that. So I can slightly adjust my toxicity level. <laughs> that ain't how it works. Uh, <laughs> you have been listening to We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Uh, let me pull up the script. The current score is... You should know We Ain't Seen Nothing the Yet. The current score is Ethan 21. Wesley, zero. Follow us on Facebook at uh, <laughs> We Ain't Seen or Nothing Yet. Or on Twitter. Yet, at, where we don't post or anything. Or on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan. We rarely post stuff. A powerful goose. None of this is usable. And Wesley. <laughs> at Baby Wesley. And why am I crying? It's because of how bad this uh, outro was. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.